section twenty three of the book of a thousand nights and a night this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org read by ruhi huck the book of a thousand nights and a night volume eight when it was the eight hundred and forty-fifth night she said it hath reached me o auspicious king that the caliph rejoiced at the recovery of kutul kulub and knew that all this was the doing of the lady zubaydah his cousin wife wherefore he was sore enraged against her and held aloof from her a great while visiting her not neither inclining to pardon her when she was certified of this she was sore concerned for his wrath and her face that was wont to be rosy waxed pale and wan till when her patience was exhausted she sent a letter to her cousin the commander of the faithful making her excuses to him and confessing her offences and ending with these verses i long once more the love that was between us to regain that i may quench the fire of grief and bait the forces of bane o lord of me have ruth upon the stress my passion deals enough to me is what you told of sorrow and of pain tis life to me and deign you keep the troth you deign to plight tis death to me and troth you break and fondest vows profane given i've sinned a sorry sin ye grant me ruth for naught by allah sweeter is than friend who is of pardon fain when the lady zubaydah's letter reached the caliph and reading it he saw that she confessed her offence and sent her excuses to them therefore he said to himself verily all sins doth allah forgive i gracious merciful is he and he returned her an answer expressing satisfaction and pardon and forgiveness for what was past whereat she rejoiced greatly as for khalifa the fisherman the caliph assigned him a monthly sold of fifty dinars and took him into special favour which would lead to rank and dignity honour and worship then he kissed ground before the commander of the faithful and went forth with stately gait when he came to the door the eunuch sandal who had given him the hundred dinars saw him and knowing him said to him o fisherman whence all this so he told him all that had befallen him first and last whereat sandal rejoiced because he had been the cause of his enrichment and said to him wilt thou not give me largesse of this wealth which is now become thine so khalifa put hand to pouch and taking out a purse containing a thousand dinars gave it to the eunuch who said keep thy coins and allah bless thee therein and marvelled at his manliness and at the liberality of his soul for all his late poverty then leaving the eunuch khalifa mounted the she-mule and rode with the slave's hands on her crupper till he came to his lodging at the khan whilst the folk stared at him in surprise for that which had betided him of advancement when he alighted from his beast they accosted him and inquired the cause of his change from poverty to prosperity and he told them all that had happened to him from incept to conclusion then he brought a fine mansion and laid out thereon much money till it was perfect in all points and he took up his abode therein and was wont to recite thereon these two couplets behold a house that's like the dwelling of light its as its aspects heals the sick and banishes despite its sojourn for the great and wise appointed it and fortune fair therein abideth day and night then as soon as he was settled in his house he sought him in marriage 
the daughter of one of the chief men of the city a handsome girl and went in unto her and led a life of solace and satisfaction joyance and enjoyment and he rose to passing affluence and exceeding prosperity so when he found himself in this fortunate condition he offered up thanks to allah extolled and excelled be he for what he had bestowed on him of wealth exceeding and of favours ever succeeding praising his lord with the praise of the grateful and chanting the words of the poet to thee be praise o thou who showest unremitting grace o thou whose universal bounties high and low embrace to thee be praise from me then deign accept my praise for i accept thy boons and gifts with grateful soul in every case thou hast with favours overwhelmed me benefits and largesse and gracious doles my memory ne'er ceaseth to retrace all men from mighty main thy grace and goodness drain and drink and in their deed thou only thou to them art refuge place so for the sake of him who came to teach mankind in ruth prophet pure truthful worded shayan of the noblest race ever be allah's blessing and his peace on him and all his aids and kin while pilgrims fare his noble tomb to face and on his help meets and one and all companions great and good through time eternal while the bird shall sing in shady wood and thereafter khalifa continued to pay frequent visits to the khalif harun al-rashid with whom he found acceptance and who ceased not to overwhelm him with boons and bounty and he abode in the enjoyment of the utmost honour and happiness and joy and gladness and in riches more than sufficing and in rank ever rising brief a sweet life and a savoury pure as pleasurable till there came to him the destroyer of delights and the sonderer of societies and extolled be the perfection of him to whom being glory and permanence and he is the living the eternal who shall never die caliph the fisherman of baghdad there was once in days of yore and in ages and times long gone before in the city of baghdad a fisherman by name caliph a man of muscle talk and little luck one day as he sat in his cell he bethought himself and said there is no majesty and there is no might save in allah the glorious the great would heaven i knew what is my offence in the sight of my lord and what caused the blackness of my fortune and my littleness of luck among the fishermen albeit and i say it who should not in the city of baghdad there is never a fisherman like myself now he lodged in a ruined place called the khan to wit an inn without a door and when he went forth to fish he would shoulder the net without basket or fish slicers and when the folk would stare at him to say to him o caliph why not take with thee a basket to hold the fish thou catchest he would reply even if i carry it forth empty so would it come back for i never manage to catch aught one night he arose in the darkness before dawn and taking his net on his shoulder raised his eyes to heaven and said allah thine o thou who subjectest the sea to moses son of imran give him me this day my daily bread for thou art the best of bread givers then he went down to the tigris and spreading his net cast it into the river and waited till it had settled down till he hailed it in and drew it ashore but behold it held not save a dead dog so he cast away the carcass saying o morning of ill doom what a hansel is this dead hound after i had rejoiced in its weight then he mended the rents in the net saying needs must there after this carrion be fish in plenty attracted by the smell and made a second cast 
after a while he drew up and found in the net the how of a camel and had caught in the meshes and rent them right and left when khalif saw his net in this state he wept and said there is no majesty and there is no might save in allah the glorious the great i wonder what is my offence and the cause of the blackness of my fortune and littleness of my luck for all folk so that i catch neither catfish nor sprat that i may broil on the embers and eat for all i dare say there is not in the city of baghdad a fisherman like me then with a bismillah he cast his net on a third time and presently drawing it ashore found therein an ape scurvy and one-eyed manji and limping hending an ivory rod in forehand when caliph saw this he said this is indeed a blessed opening what art thou o ape dost not thou know me no by allah i have no knowledge of thee i am thine ape what use is there in thee o my ape every day i give thee good morrow so allah may not open to thee the door of daily bread thou failest not of this o one eye of ill omen may allah never bless thee needs must i pluck out thy sound eye and cut off thy whole leg so thou mayst become a blind cripple and i be quit of thee and what is the use of that rod thou handest in hand o caliph i scare the fish therewith so they may not enter thy net is it so then this very day will i punish thee with a grievous punishment and devise thee all manner torments and strip thy flesh from thy bones and be at rest from thee sorry bit of goods that thou art so saying caliph the fisherman unwound from his middle a strand of rope and binding him to a tree by his side said look ye o dog of an ape i mean to cast the net again and if aught come up therein well and good but if it come up empty i will verily and assuredly make an end of thee with the cruellest tortures and be quit of thee thou stinking lot so he cast the net and drawing it ashore found in it another ape and said glory be to god the great i was wont to pull naught but fish out of this tigress but now it yieldeth nothing but apes then he looked at the second ape and saw him fair of form and round of face with pendants of gold in his ears and a blue waistcloth about his middle and he was like unto a lighted taper so he asked him what art thou also o ape and he answered saying o caliph i am the ape of abu al-sadat the jew the caliph shroff every day i give him good morrow and he maketh a profit of ten gold pieces cried the fisherman by allah thou art a fine ape not like this ill-omened monkey of mine so saying he took a stick and came down upon the sides of the ape till he broke his ribs and he jumped up and down and the other ape the handsome one answered him saying o caliph what will it profit thee to beat him though thou belabour him till he die caliph replied how shall i do shall i let him wend his ways and he may scare me the fish and his hang-dog face and give me good even and good morrow every day so allah may not open to me the door of daily bread nay i will kill him and be quit of him and i will take thee in his stead so shalt thou give me good morrow and i shall gain ten golden dinars a day thereupon the comely ape made answer i will tell thee a better way than that and if thou hearken to me thou shalt be at rest and i will become thine ape in lieu of him asked the fisherman and what dost thou counsel me and the ape answered saying cast thy net and thou shalt bring upon a noble fish never saw any its like and i will tell thee how thou shalt do with it replied caliph look ye thou too and i throw my net and there come up therein a third ape be assured that i will cut the three of you into six bits and the second ape rejoined so be it caliph i agree to this thy condition 
then caleb spread the net and cast it and drew it up when behold it was a fine young barbel with a round head as if it were a milking pail and when he saw his wits fled for joy and he said glory be to god who is this noble creature were yonder apes in the river i had not brought up this fish quoth the seemly ape o caliph and thou give ear to my reed twill bring thee good fortune and quoth the fisherman may god damn him who would gainsay thee henceforth thereupon the ape said o caliph take some grass and lay the fish thereon in the basket and cover it with more grass and take also somewhat of basil from the green grocers and set it in the fish's mouth cover it with the kerchief and push thee through the bazaar of baghdad whoever speaketh thee of selling it sell it not but fare on till thou come to the market street of the jewellers and money changers then count five shops to the right hand side and the sixth shop is that of abu al sadat the jew the caliph shroff when thou standest before him he will say to thee what seekest thou and do thou make answer i am a fisherwite i threw my net in thy name and took this noble barbel which i have brought thee as a present if he give thee aught of silver take it not be it little or mickle for it will spoil that which thou wouldst do but say to him i want of thee not save one word that thou say to me i sell thee my ape for thine ape and my luck for thy luck and the jew say this give him the fish and i shall become thine ape and this crippled mangy and one-eyed ape will be his ape caliph replied well said o ape nor did he cease faring baghdad wards and observing that which the ape had said to him till he came to the jew's shop and saw the shroff seated with eunuchs and pages about him bidding and forbidding and giving and taking so he set down his basket saying o sultan of the jews i am a fisher white and went forth to say to the tigress and casting my net in thy name cried this is for the luck of abu al sadat and there came up to me this bani which i have brought thee by way of present then he gave the fisherman a dinar but he refused it and he gave him two this also he refused and the jew stayed not adding to his offer till he made it ten dinars but he still refused it abu al sadat said to him by allah thou art a greedy one tell me what thou wouldst have o muslim quoth caliph i would have of thee but a single word when the jew heard this he changed colour and said wouldst thou oust me from my faith tend thy ways and caliph said to him by allah o jew naught mattereth as thou become a muslim or a nazarene asked the jew then what wouldst thou have me say and the fisherman answered say i sell thee my ape for thy ape and my luck for thy luck the jew laughed deeming him little of wit and said by way of jest i shall sell thee my ape for thy ape and my luck for thy luck bear witness against him o merchants by allah o unhappy thou art debarred from further claim on me so caliph turned back blaming himself and saying there is no majesty and there is no might save in allah the glorious the great alas that i did not take the gold and fared on blaming himself in the matter of the money till he came to the tigress and found not the two apes whereupon he wept and slapped his face and strewed dust on his head saying but that the second ape wheedled me and put a cheat on me the one-eyed ape had not escaped and he gave not over wailing and weeping till heat and hunger grew sore on him so he took the net saying come let us make a cast trusting in allah's blessing belike i may catch a catfish or a barbel which i may boil and eat so he threw the net and waiting till it had settled drew it ashore and found it full of fish 
whereat he was consoled and rejoiced and busied himself with unmeshing the fish and casting them on the earth presently up came a woman seeking fish and crying out fish is not to be found in the town she caught sight of caliph and said to him wilt thou sell this fish o master answered caliph i am going to turn it into clothes tis all for sale even to my beard take what thou wilt so she gave him a dinar and he filled her basket then she went away and behold up came another servant seeking a dinar's worth of fish nor did the folk cease till it was the hour of mid-afternoon prayer and caliph had sold ten dinars worth of fish then being faint and famished he folded and shouldered his net and repairing to the market bought himself a woollen gown a charlotte and a plaited border and a honey-coloured turban for a dinar receiving two dirhams by way of change wherewith he purchased fried cheese and a fat sheep's tail and honey and setting them in the oilman's platter ate till he was full and his ribs felt cold from the mighty stuffing then he marched off to his lodgings in the magazine clad in the gown and the honey-coloured turban and with nine golden dinars in his mouth rejoicing in what he had never in his life seen he entered and lay down but could not sleep for anxious thoughts and abode playing with the money half the night then said he in himself haply the caliph may hear that i have gold and say to jafar go to caliph the fisherman and borrow us some money of him if i give it him it will be no light matter to me and if i give it not he will torment me but torture is easier to me than the giving up of the cash however i will arise and make trial of myself if i have a skin proof against stick or not so he put off his clothes and taking a sailor's plated whip of an hundred and sixty strands ceased not beating himself till his sides and body were all bloody crying out at every stroke he dealt himself and saying o muslims i am a poor man o muslims i am a poor man o muslims when should i have gold when should i have coin till the neighbours who dwelt with him in that place hearing him and crying and saying go to men of wealth and take of them thought that thieves were torturing him to get money from him and that he was praying for idols accordingly they flocked to him each armed with some weapon and finding the door of his lodging locked and hearing him roaring out for help deemed that the thieves had come down upon him from the terrace roof so they fell upon the door and burst it open then they entered and found him mother naked and bareheaded with body dripping blood and altogether in a sad pickle so they asked him what is this case in which we find thee hast thou lost thy wits and hath gin madness betided thee this night and he answered them nay but i have gold with me and i feared lest the caliph sent to borrow of me and it were no light matter to give him aught yet i gave not to him tis only too sure that he will put me to torture wherefore i arose to see if my skin was stick-proof or not when they heard these words they said to him may allah not assay in thy body unlucky madman that thou art of a surety thou art fallen mad to-night lie down to sleep may allah never bless thee how many thousand dinars hast thou that the caliph should come and borrow of thee he replied by allah i have not but nine dinars and they all said by allah he is not otherwise than passing rich then they left him wondering at his want of wit and caliph took his cash and wrapped it in a rag saying to himself where shall i hide all this gold and i bury it they will take it if i put it out on deposit they will deny that i did so and if i carry it on my head they will snatch it and if i tie it to my sleeve they will cut it away 
presently he espied a little breast pocket in the gown and said by allah this is fine it is under my throat and hard by my mouth if any put out his hand to hend it i can come down on it with my mouth and hide it in my throttle so he set the rag containing the gold in the pocket and lay down but slept not that night for suspicion and trouble and anxious thought on the morrow he fared forth his lodging on fishing intent and betaking himself to the river went down to the water up to his knees then he threw the net and shook it with might and main whereupon the purse fell down into the stream so he tore off gown and turban and plunged in after it saying there is no majesty and there is no might save in allah the glorious the great nor did he give over diving and searching the stream bed till the day was half spent but found not the purse no one saw him from afar diving and plunging and his gown and turban lying in the sun at a distance from him with no one by them so he watched him till he dived again when he dashed at the clothes and made off with them presently caliph came ashore and missing his gown and turban was chagrined for their loss with passing cark and care and ascended a mount to look for some passers-by of whom he might inquire concerning them but found none now the caliph harun al-rashid had gone a-hunting and chasing that day and returning at the time of the noon heat was oppressed thereby and thirsted for he hooked for water from afar and seeing a naked man standing on the mound said to jafar seest thou what i see replied the wazir o commander of the faithful i see a man standing on a hillock al-rashid asked who is he and jafar answered haply he is the guardian of a cucumber plot quoth the caliph perhaps he is a pious man i would fain go to him alone and desire of him his prayers and abide ye where you are so he went up to caliph and saluting him with the salam said to him what art thou o man replied the fisherman dost thou not know me i am caliph the fisherman and the caliph rejoined what the fisherman with the woollen gown and the honey-coloured turban when caliph heard him name the clothes he had lost he said in himself this is he who took my duds belike he did but jest with me so he came down from the knoll and said can i not take a moontide nap but thou must took me this trick i saw thee take my gear and knew that thou was joking with me at this laughter got the better of the caliph and he said what clothes hast thou lost i know nothing of that whereof thou speakest o caliph cried the fisherman by god the great except thou bring me back the gear i will smash thy ribs with this staff for he always carried a quarter-staff quoth the caliph by allah i have not seen the things whereof thou speakest and quoth caliph i will go with thee and take note of thy dwelling-place and complain of thee quoth the caliph by allah i have not seen the things whereof thou speakest and quoth caliph i will go with thee and take note of thy dwelling-place and complain of thee to the chief of police so thou mayst not trick me this trick again by allah none took my gown and turban but thou and except thou give them back to me at once i will throw thee off the back of that she as thou ridest and come down on thy pate with this quarter-staff till thou canst not stir thereupon he tugged at the bridle of the mule so that she reared up on her hind legs and the caliph said to himself what calamity is this i have fallen into with this madman then he pulled off a gown he had on worth a hundred dinars and said to caliph take this in lieu of thine own he took it and donning it saw it was too long so he cut it short at the knees and turbanded his head with the cut-off piece then said to the caliph 
what art thou and what is thy craft but why ask thou art none other than a trumpeter al rashid asked what showest thee that i was a trumpeter by trade then caliph answered thy big nostrils and little mouths cried the caliph well guess yes i am of that craft then said caliph and thou wilt hearken to me i will teach thee the art of fishing it will be better for thee than trumpeting and thou wilt eat lawfully replied the caliph teach it to me so that i may see whether i am capable of learning it and caliph said come with me o trumpeter so the caliph followed him down to the river and took the net from him while he taught him how to throw it then he cast it and drew up and behold it was heavy and the fisherman said o trumpeter and the net be caught on one of the rocks drag it not too hard or it will break and by allah i will take thine she-ass in payment thereof the caliph laughed at his words and threw up the net little by little till he brought it ashore and found it full of fish but which caliph saw his reason fled for joy and presently he cried by allah o trumpeter thy luck is good in fishing never in my life will i part with thee but now i mean to send thee to the fish bazaar where do thou inquire for the shop of humayd the fisherman and say to him my master caliph saluteth thee and hideth thee send him a pair of frails and a knife so he may bring thee more fish than yesterday run and return to me forthright the caliph replied and indeed he was laughing on my head o master and mounting his mule rode back to jafar who said to him tell me what hath betided thee so the caliph told him all that had passed between caliph the fisherman and himself from first to last adding i left him awaiting my return to him with the baskets and i am resolved that he shall teach me how to scale fish and clean them quoth jafar and i will go with thee to sweep up the scales and clean out the shop and the affair abode thus till presently the caliph cried o jafar i desire of thee that thou dispatch the young mamelukes saying to them whoso bringeth me a fish from before yonder fishman i will give him a dinar for i love to eat of my own fishing accordingly ajafar repeated to the young white slaves what the caliph had said and directed them where to find the man then they came down upon caliph and snatched the fish from him and when he saw them and noted their goodliness he doubted not but that they were of the black-eyed houris of paradise so he caught up a couple of fish and ran into the river saying o allah mine by the secret virtue of these fish forgive me suddenly up came the chief eunuch questing fish but he found none so seeing caliph ducking and rising in the water with the two fish in his hands called out to him saying o caliph what hast thou there replied the fisherman two fish and the eunuch said give them to me and take an hundred dinars for them now when caliph heard speak of an hundred dinars he came up to the water and cried hand over the hundred dinars said the eunuch follow me to the house of al-rashid and receive thy gold o caliph and taking the fish made off to the palace of the caliphate meanwhile caliph betook himself to baghdad clad as he was in the caliph's gown which reached only to above his knees turbanded with the piece he had cut off wherefrom and the girt around his middle with a rope and pushed down through the centre of the city the folk fell a laughing and marvelling at him and saying whence hadst thou that robe of honour but he went on asking where is the house of al-rashid and they answered say the house of al-rashid and he enjoined tis all the same and fared on till he came to the palace of the caliphate End of section twenty three.